Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last hours, a development in the search for a beautiful young mom, Prisma Denise Reyes. In the last hours, we learned that nearly $3,000 reward has been posted in the return or information about this beautiful young mom's disappearance. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. We first reported that Denise Reyes goes missing outside an apartment complex. She's actually caught on video. She's talking on the phone. What alerted everyone to the fact that something was horribly wrong is the fact that she failed to pick up her child that evening from the babysitter. 
Now, this is former military. This is a paralegal mom who's been holding down a job for a long time, even though she's only 26. When she failed to pick up her six-year-old son from the babysitter, everyone knew something was wrong. Last seen at a Dallas apartment complex talking on her cell phone, she seems like nothing is amiss. Again, this single mom working as a paralegal, where is Denise Reyes? In the last hour, a reward put up. According to Dan Fuchs, her stepfather, what he is telling us is he wants you to know about the reward. Listen. I personally went and funded a $2,500 reward because I'm hoping that that would be enough to sway somebody to give us the information so we can get get her, get you know, find her and get her home. The lead detective in this case, Detective Barrett, has also disseminated the information through the Mesquite Police Department to all local media. I think about this family out there in the hot sun into the evening looking for Denise Reyes. They're spending day after day after day in the area where Denise last seen, handing out flyers, placing them on telephone poles and windshields, doing everything they can to bring her home. Listen to Dan Fuchs. When I, when I was first able to, I secured a billboard company and I put up an electronic billboard for the first, I was able to afford at the time, three days. At the same time, I ordered a vinyl board, a permanent board that stays up 30 days at a time. So I secured that for 30 days. We have another alternate location that are already secured for two more months. Um, I've got on my, 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 my semi-truck, I've got a missing poster, similar as I have the, the flyers and everything, on the side of my truck that I drive around all over the place. I've got magnetic signs on my car. Uh, yesterday, my ste- uh, her sister, my, my other daughter, and I went out yesterday, and we probably put out 150 flyers, talked to about nine or ten different people that are out walking their dogs. Uh, every car that we've seen on the street, put flyers on it. Postal workers that work in the area, I gave them flyers. City inspectors for the construction in the area, gave them flyers. And just trying to get more out there to get people thinking and remembering all this. Uh, as I said, the people walking their dogs, the one gentleman was, said that him and his wife had been kind of following it. And it, they're, they're looking at the picture and everything else. It kind of it seems like it's maybe jarring a little bit more and, and their, their brains are maybe, maybe they don't, maybe they, maybe they might think of something or might know of something or maybe have seen something, but they didn't think it was, pertinent to what's going on straight out to david max syndicated talk show host start at the very beginning what do we know dave we've got a 26 year old beautiful woman with a six-year-old son who leaves work during her lunch hour and that's the last time anybody has seen her she didn't show up to pick up her six-year-old son that was the tip-off that family and friends had knowing that something was amiss because she would never, ever leave her six-year-old without his mom. So they knew and they immediately alerted everybody they could and started looking immediately. We know she didn't pick up her son from the babysitter's house, which she did every work evening around 7.30. Now, this is what we know. She gets up as normal that day. She goes to work. She drops the baby at the babysitter's like she always does. She reports to work. She goes to lunch 
and then she's never seen again. That's my understanding of the facts. With me, an all-star panel, Ashley Wilcott, judge, lawyer, anchor at AshleyWilcott.com. Jeff Cortese, FBI special agent, Dave Mack, syndicated talk show host, Karen Stark, psychologist joining us from Manhattan at KarenStark.com, and Robin Walensky, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. I want to go to Jeff Cortese, uh, former FBI special agent. Jeff, uh, I, like Dave Mack, find the most uncharacteristic mark of this to be that she did not pick up her baby. Because maybe I'm projecting my own feelings, but I would never, ever not pick up the twins. Ever. I'd have to be incapacitated not to pick up my children, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that point was definitely not lost on law enforcement. Uh, Between, especially after understanding and gaining some visibility and um, clarity on the relationship between the mother and the son, it it did appear that that to be a, a very standout and significant moment, not not the least of which also included the fact that they found the vehicle the next day. So those were two extremely telling uh, indicators for law enforcement. What do we know about the moments of her disappearance? Listen to our friend at CBS 11. This is Andrea Lucia. Security footage shows Prisma Reyes standing by an elevator at this Dallas department complex just before 6 o'clock Wednesday evening talking on the phone. It is the last sign of the 26-year-old single mother Mesquite police have been able to find. Her Jeep Wrangler was found parked in the same complex. Her mother, Lilia Peralta, says this has never happened before. She last communicated with her daughter Wednesday at noon to warn her about the storms in the forecast. That evening, she kept checking her phone. Peralta says she was looking to see if Reyes had sent her a message or a photo of her grandson as she usually does. Instead, Peralta later learned her daughter had never showed up at her friend's house to pick him up after work. Now, Mesquite police are trying to piece together what happened it is unusual i think for for anyone to maybe abandon a vehicle and but really to not pick up their child when they're supposed to i think that's part of our biggest concern is why she didn't pick her child up and you know is she safe okay that puts her alive after 6 p.m and then she is reported missing after she doesn't pick up the baby at 7.30. That should really refine the timeline. Absolutely. So as you well know, Nancy, in all of these cases, timeline is the most important thing because you've got to narrow it down to figure out and be able to focus the investigation. That significantly changes the timeline so they can start focusing on where did she go at 6 o'clock and what happened between them and 7.30. We, you know, and right now, this is a huge, vast investigation investigation because we don't know where she is during that timeline yet. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge big deal, Jeff Cortese, uh, FBI special agent. Now I I can start at six o'clock. She's caught on video surveillance and I'm looking right now at the video surveillance. She has on a red, it looks like a, um, I don't know, like a soccer, a professional soccer shirt. She is talking on her cell phone. She's got her pocketbook in the crook of her arm. She's holding her keys. And she's, you know, walking around. It looks like waiting on an elevator in a parking deck, talking on her phone. If that's at 6 o'clock, the advancement of that timeline is highly significant, Jeff. 
No, absolutely. Uh, and the timeline is critical to the investigative process. There's, there's no doubt about it. But uh, certainly the events leading up to six o'clock, so even where she was at noon and, and where those receipts are, are uh, what, what restaurant they may be coming back from, those are also critical because the events leading up to the, the point in which we last identify her location uh, could be significant to painting the picture of where she is now. Straight out to Dave Mack, syndicated talk show host. Dave, what can you tell me about the timing of that video? Is it at 6 o'clock? It's at 5.50 p.m., Nancy, and it is crucial. The location where this parking deck is and why she was at that apartment complex. It is the apartment complex of an ex-boyfriend, and the relationship did not end well, according to uh, her sister. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. paralegal goes to work as normal after dropping her son off with a babysitter works until lunchtime takes her lunch break the rate most of us do she's never seen alive again except for one piece of evidence video surveillance she was for some reason at a nearby apartment complex she um, is dressed as she would be for work And she seems to have her work ID around her neck. And she's talking on a cell phone in front of a bank of elevators, seemingly within the parking deck of that apartment complex. Her car later found about two miles away, but no Prisma Denise Reyes. Her family begging for help at this hour. Her stepfather, Dan Fuchs, telling me he wants you to know There is now approximately $3,000 reward for information for this beautiful young mom. The family alerted when she didn't show up to pick up her son at 7.30 in the evenings after work as she normally does. To Robin Walensky joining me now, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Then we get another development in the case, a discovery of her vehicle seemingly abandoned. That's right, Nancy. The car is found in a parking deck in Old East Dallas. This is 15, one five miles away from where she lives in Mesquite, Texas. And you would have to go on highways and then a couple of small roads to get to where the apartment complex is in Old East Dallas. And where she works, I understand, is kind of midway between the two, between the home and where the car, the Jeep Wrangler 2017 model, What more can you tell me about that, Dave Max, syndicated talk show host, about the discovery of her Jeep? Well, the Jeep is actually located about a block away from the apartment complex that it was associated with. Ashley Wilcott joining me, as well as Jeff Cortese, FBI, Dave Mack, Karen Stark, Robin Walensky. To Jeff Cortese, what's the first thing the FBI would do with an abandoned vehicle? Uh, Given these circumstances, one of the things they're going to do is they're going to process that vehicle. So they're going to be looking for fingerprints, uh, DNA. Uh, they're going to be checking uh, the, the position of the driver's seat to see if, in fact, a five-foot-two woman was driving it or if somebody else was driving it. Uh, they're going to be looking for signs of a struggle. Any indication uh, that, that 
that this vehicle was part of something nefarious. Okay, let me go through everything you just said, Jeff Cortese. Uh, he is the former Fed with the FBI, he's a special agent. I'm going to go through everything you just said with the fine-tooth comb. Number one, when you said the seat, remember Ashley Wilcott and Tara Grinstead's car, uh, who a, a beloved high school teacher, beauty queen, getting her master's degree, brilliant, beautiful, the works, disappears, never seen again. She was a neat freak. Her home was incredibly neat, everything in order. Her car, you know those people that their car still smells new after two or three years? She was like that, but when they got her car, Ashley, it was covered in mud, and just like Jeff Cortese is saying, the driver's seat was pushed back. Nobody her size would have been able to hit the gas or the brakes, Ashley. That says everything to me, Nancy. You know, my very first employer got in my car when I was out of law school. We were driving to a deposition, and you know, he said to me, you could always tell a lot about a person by their car. I completely agree. But with the seat all the way back like that, that is a huge clue that it wasn't just her driving, got out of the car, um, got a wild hair took off all of that in conjunction with this is a reliable responsible young mother who's never not picked up her child and the seats back like that we've got a problem yeah everybody if you want to see a mock-up of her vehicle or the video of her the last known sighting of prisma please go to crimeonline.com we've got the tip line and everything breaking in this story um another issue back to you jeff cortese regarding the car what would you look for if you were looking for signs of struggle? Uh, as you pointed out, if, if she was somebody who was more meticulous in, in her cleaning, I'm going to look for something disruptive, something that suggests that the the uh, items within the car had been moved around. I'm going to be looking for tears. I'm going to be, you know, this is a relatively um, small vehicle or smaller vehicle, but I'm going to be looking for blood stains. I'm going to be looking for uh, uh, globs of hair. Uh, mud or dirt, uh, things that might uh, otherwise seem out of place. You know, all of that is visible to the naked eye. Jeff Cortese, FBI, what about that evidence that is not visible to the naked eye? Fibers. I'm talking about fibers that, was, that were used to uh, connect all the victims in the Wayne Williams serial killer case, first time in the country. I'm talking about the use of luminol to find possibly invisible to the naked eye blood. What else can you find in a car that would not be visible to the naked eye? Sure. Uh, scent. Uh, you could find uh, the DNA, uh, fibers, uh, skin follicles. Uh, you, you can find pieces of uh, uh, from an, an individual person that might identify um, a DNA that is different or unusual or, or inconsistent with the rest of the car. You know, speaking of the car and everything that Jeff Cortese is advising us that would be looked for, you know, also, Jeff Cortese, you, you have to look at something like um, your OnStar, which might be tracking you, or some type of GPS in there that may say where the car has been before it was abandoned there. And speaking of where it's abandoned, Robin Walensky, CrimeOnline.com, I'm curious because it means a lot. Was it down a ravine? Was it left out uh, in the woods? Was it in a densely wooded area? Was it in a Walmart parking lot? You know, a lot of times you hear of cars that are part of kidnappings or that have been stolen parked at the very last parking spot in a Walmart or behind the grocery store 
where nobody's going to see it until several days have passed. What do we know about where Prisma Reyes' Jeep was abandoned? It was in some sort of a parking lot area because the neighborhood where this apartment complex is in Old East Dallas is basically, Nancy, three to four-story apartment buildings. And it has lots of parking lots. It's not really a, a wooded area. There's basically apartment complexes and places to park your vehicle. So somebody would park it there and it would just blend in into dozens and dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of other cars as the days pass. Friends at Fox 4 News Dallas. Police say that they have no suspects or persons of interest at this time. Meanwhile, Reyes' family continues to pass out flyers and hopes someone sees them and may have some useful information. Prisma, we're doing all we can for you. We're trying to find you. We love you. And we're, we're doing all we can to try to bring you home. It's been more than a month since anyone has heard from Prisma Reyes. She was last seen Wednesday, April 17th, around 5.50 p.m. on surveillance cameras at an apartment complex off Roseland and McCoy in Old East Dallas. Police say the person she's seen talking to on the phone has been interviewed and is not a suspect, but also has not provided any solid leads. Her family reported her missing when she didn't show up to pick up her son from the babysitter that evening at her usual time, 7.40 p.m., the next day, police found her white Jeep Wrangler abandoned behind the Olympus on Ross Apartments. She would never leave, no, not just up and leave like this, no. There's just no way. She just wouldn't do that. Uh, her up, up first and up most foremost thing was the love for her son. Dan Fuchs is Reyes's stepfather. He regularly walks the area where Reyes was last seen multiple times a week handing out flyers and talking to anyone he sees in hopes someone might know something. And we're out putting them on poles, we're gonna put them underneath windshield wipers, just trying to keep beating the pavement more to get people thinking more and more and more and more to remember this and maybe it'll trigger something in their mind. Fuchs has rented billboards. He has Reyes's face plastered on his car and he's offering a $2,500 reward for information stopping at nothing to bring her back home. She is out there, and I honestly feel in my heart, and I pray to God every day, that she will be brought back to us safely. To come home. We, we need her. Her son needs her. She needs to come home. We, we miss her. Mesquite police are investigating, and they say that they continue to follow any and all leads that they get. Uh, meanwhile, anyone with information is urged to contact investigators. Stories with Nancy Grace. A gorgeous brunette mesquite mom goes missing on her lunch break. Last seen talking on her phone in parking garage video surveillance, but now a reward available for information in the case of the missing mom from mesquite, the family of 26-year-old Prisma Denise Reyes offering nearly $3,000 for information that leads to a break in her disappearance. She disappears on her lunch break from her job. Uh, she had been working as a paralegal. She was working at a car lot in Dallas. 
Who may have seen her on that car lot? Who are ex-boyfriends? Why was she at this elevator bank? She was last seen on the surveillance video at the Olympus on Ross Apartments in Old East Dallas. Her car found not too far away from there. Her family knows something's wrong when she didn't pick up her baby boy from the babysitter. She's never done that before. In the last hours, that reward announced her family is out putting up flyers, canvassing the area in the hot sun, and they need your help. Tip line 972-285-6336. Repeat, 972-285-6336. You know, I keep looking at this video, and again, you can see it at CrimeOnline.com. Some people have said she looks distraught. She doesn't look distraught at all to me. She's um, got on um, like capri jeans or jean tights. She's got on black tennis shoes with a white bottom. She's got her bag on her arm like she may be going back. It's crooked in her right arm. She's got a long keychain. It looks like it's something she'd wear around her neck like an uh, um, employee ID. And again, kind of a red soccer looking shirt. And she's talking on a phone. She's just kind of wandering around talking to me, and I know all of you guys have looked at it, to Dave Max, indicated talk show host. She doesn't look distraught at all to me, and she's not flailing her arms around. She's just walking back and forth, shifting her weight. It looks like she's waiting on an elevator in a parking deck. That's what it appears to be, but Nancy, here's the catch. Her stepfather, Dan Fuchs, actually made a comment specifically about how normal that appears to most people. If you've got a child, you know they have different tells when they're nervous, when they're upset. They do different things. And Dan Fuchs, her stepfather, who she referred to as dad, he says that that actually shows that she was nervous. There was hmm. something going on because she, what appears to be normal to you and me, we don't know her. He knows her, and he said that that behavior actually showed something was going on to him. You know what? You're right. Ashley Wilcott, I mean— I can look at John, David, or Lucy, my twins, and they can exhibit a behavior that looks normal to somebody else, but I know it means something very different. Absolutely. You can look at a child. You can look at someone that you're related to your own child, and you're right. You know, and I always say trust your gut, because even if you don't know what it is, why they're acting different, why they seem different, you know, and and the majority of the time, if not every time, you are going to be dead on right that something's wrong. Listen to Dan Fuchs. Watching her left arm flail around like that a little bit is a trait that she had as a child and then if you watch him she's on the telephone holding the phone in front of her face her head starts cocking left to right and that it was uh, since the day i met her that's a sign that i've seen in her whenever she starts getting irritated or getting upset is her head will start dawdling back and forth left to the right and then her arm will start to move and then she'll start moving from side to side somewhat so looking at that i saw all that and as soon as i saw her head her arm moving and i looked at a little bit more then I saw her head going back and forth. I said, right then and there, something's bothering her. Something's not going, something's not going, the conversation's not going the way she'd like it, or she's getting very frustrated or upset or something's going on right there. Because, so that was, to me, was a telltale sign. And then when her mother saw it, she said the same exact thing. I want to talk some more about what we can see in the video about the location of her vehicle. Uh, another issue I'm, I'm trying to find out about, Robin Walensky, CrimeOnline.com, is the nature and scope of the search. Because at the beginning, they no one would even say she was missing. Why is it, Robin, whenever a woman disappears, everybody says, oh, she's run off with her boyfriend. She has not run off with her boyfriend. It took 
some time before everybody agreed she's missing. Yeah, that's nonsense that women are just running off into the sunset. I don't buy it for a minute. This is someone, who, again, who really has a regulated schedule. When you have your kids at the babysitter, you pick them up so you're not overcharged. But here's the bottom line. This is a woman who abided by a schedule every day. She didn't just run off into the sunset. That's nonsense. But what strikes me about this video that is so specific, I've watched it a couple of times, the phone, Nancy, she's speaking on the phone. She's holding it in her hand. The conversation is on a speakerphone. Are you talking in a, in a private conversation, a deep conversation with your lover or your husband or your boyfriend or a boss? and letting anyone who would be walking by getting off that elevator, she has the phone on speaker in her right hand, and the ID and the keys on that long lanyard are in her left hand. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Robin, Robin. So you think it's unusual for someone to talk on speaker? Because, hello, is it just me, Dave Mack? Because I've read all these suggestions that you should not hold your phone right up to your head, okay? I don't want all those radio waves going through my head. I don't care who's scoffing at me. They said cigarettes didn't cause cancer either. Look, what about that? So I talk to everybody on speaker. Unless I can manage to steal the earplug away from one of my twins who clutch it like it's gold. So I'm always on speaker. Everybody hears everything I'm saying. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. You have to hear me talking to my 87-year-old mother who's hard of hearing. I have to scream. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, I don't think that's odd to be talking on speaker. Is that just is that just me, Dave Mack? No, I think it's normal. And actually, Nancy, you know, while many of us, we see that and we wonder who's she talking to, what's going on? Well, the police have already talked to the person on the other end of that phone call. They're not telling us who, what, when, or where, but they've already talked to that individual and have said it has nothing to do with this case. Okay, listen to Dan Fuchs. She did have a three-minute phone call to, to somebody she knows. She said she was feeling confused, feeling very strange uh, through this phone call. And he asked her to ping her telephone and he would get somebody he knows in the area because he was out of, he was gone uh, out of town at the present time at that time. And she, he said she seemed to be kind of confused enough to where she couldn't even figure how to ping her telephone. Oh my stars. Did you hear that? Jeff Cortese, did they've spoken to the, the person she was talking to on the phone? interview them they whoever it is they won't divulge it but they've spoken willingly so that's really not helping me except giving me a time another clue maybe that person knew where she was headed i mean it helps me a little bit i guess jeff cortese yeah i think even identifying uh people who are not uh facilitators in nefarious activity is helpful to law enforcement so being able to to, to cross names off a list uh, can can always be helpful and is helpful, especially when you're dealing with a missing person case. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Prisma Denise Reyes disappears seemingly into thin air. Her stepfather telling us he is now renting billboards. He has this beautiful daughter's face plastered on his car. He's offering nearly $3,000 in reward for information. 
her family stopping at nothing to bring her back home. He tells us, quote, she's out there, and I honestly feel in my heart, and I pray to God every day she will be brought back to us safely. Listen. It's extremely hard. Uh, You know, I just try to keep myself busy so I don't, you know, dwell on it and consume me because I've just, it's a 24-7 thing. it, It just keeps rotating in my head and going through and going through and going through. Uh, trying to figure all this out. Like uh, Monday, I went and walked the actual footsteps inside that apartment complex in front of that elevator to see what she might have seen that day. And I just, I, I can't see. There's only one way in and one way out unless you go through the main office of that place. So I'm still trying to figure out how, how she's out of there if she's not inside of there somewhere. It, to me, it was just like a, a dream cloud. As you know, right or wrong, Every investigation into a homicide or a missing person starts close to home. I'm talking about your husband, your boyfriend, your ex, the guy that was your ex three years ago and you've got a TRO against him, Um, anyone close to you in your immediate orbit. Then if that fails, you step out. Coworkers, uh, neighbors, associates. Then you step out and you keep going. You end up with the pizza delivery boy. You end up with the guy at the grocery store. You end up with the bank teller. And it goes on and on and on because normally, right or wrong, Jeff Cortese, a former FBI special agent, homicides occur by people that know you. Not necessarily your husband, but maybe your husband, your ex, your boyfriend. And then you move out ever so slightly. Statistically, that's true. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, that's the case. So in that scenario, I want to hear first about the search. What is being done? Are they using canines? Are they walking shoulder to shoulder with cadets? What has been done, Dave Mack, uh, syndicated talk show host, to find Prisma Denise? Nancy, they actually have done exactly as you described. They've gone door to door, uh, canvassing the entire apartment complex that is attached to this parking garage where we saw her on that video at 5.50 in the evening. They've canvassed the neighborhood. They've talked to everybody, every family member, coworkers, past coworkers. They've talked with everybody at this point. They're ex- it's an exhaustive search. Escape police going door to door in the area where Prisma Denise was last seen. Uh, they asked everyone to check security cameras in hopes of finding more footage of her the day she goes missing to Dave Mack, you said everything has been done. I assume that means looking at bodies of water if there is one nearby, bringing in tracker dogs, cadaver dogs, scent dogs. You told me shoulder-to-shoulder search. Have they done drone and air search as well, Dave Mack? Nancy, uh, what we've been told by the police thus far is that they've done an extensive search around the apartment complex of that 3500 block of Roseland Avenue, which is where her vehicle was was found, what they referred to as abandoned, and where that video was taken of the CC camera that we saw. They've gone to every apartment building, every apartment. They've knocked on the doors. They've gone to the other buildings along that same block, knocking on doors to talk to anybody who has any information 
about the evening that uh, Prisma was last seen. Speaking of starting with a small nucleus, take a listen to our friend at Fox 4 Dallas. This is Alex Boyer. Right now, Mesquite police detectives are going door to door in this area. They're asking folks to check their surveillance video. They're hoping that there's additional video of Prisma Reyes from the night she went missing in this area. Meanwhile, her mother and sister are devastated. They're waiting for answers. Where is she? We have to know. Still no sign of the devoted single mother from Mesquite. It's hard seeing my nephew every morning and knowing that he might not be able to see his mom ever again. Dallas police officers located Reyes's Jeep abandoned on Roseland Avenue in Old East Dallas last Thursday morning. Surveillance video released by police places Reyes at a nearby apartment complex around 5.50 Wednesday night. Investigators have not said why they believe she may have been there, but Reyes's sister revealed a possible link. We do know of an ex-boyfriend that lives there and her car was parked a block from there. As Morelda Piralda reported that information to police, she tells me the relationship ended badly. Let's talk about the obvious, the boyfriend. Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial, lawyer, anchor, AshleyWilcott.com. Ashley, he should expect to be questioned. Um, that's just SOP, standard operating procedure. And I find it very um, probative that she was in his apartment complex going to pick up the baby and the car was found not too far away from the apartment complex, Ashley. Yeah, it does not give me a good feeling at all, Nancy. A couple of things. Number one, he should absolutely expect to be questioned because they should be questioning everyone that she has contact with or known in the area or that knows her. Second, you know as well as I do, the statistics part of it, most people... Things don't happen to most people by strangers. Usually, statistically, it's by someone that we know, someone that knows us, and he would fit that bill. So he is a potential, he's certainly a person of interest, if not a potential suspect. We know that in the hours after Prisma Denise disappears, her sister called her on her cell, and it rang and rang and rang going to voicemail. Now, the cell phone appears to be off or the battery drained. That's significant, Jeff Cortese, because right after we know she was gone, and that's around 7.30 when she didn't pick up the baby, the phone was still working. How long, Jeff, does it take to get triangulation? Well, I mean, you could look at historical records to get an idea of a general vicinity. Uh, If you're talking about getting a precise location, uh, you know, that, that doesn't take very long, but, you know, there are court processes in place that, you know, protect people from the government being able to do that too seamlessly. Now, in a missing person case, obviously, there are some exigent circumstances. That said, uh, this being the same evening, it, 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 the turnaround time on such a court order might might be uh, hard to put a finger on. That and and I don't really know at what point the phone stopped working. So you know the phone does need to be operational for them to get that uh, that close ping uh, as a, beyond just hitting off a cell tower. Another thing we know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Robin Walensky and Dave Mack, is the person she was talking to has not only been identified, interviewed, but they have been cleared as well. 
What about the boyfriend? I don't know the boyfriend's name yet. That has not been released, but is he considered a person of interest? Nancy, at this point, I don't know his name either. I, I'm a, And I'm not even going to assume the police have talked to him because, you know, as well as I do, people lawyer up right away. And knowing that this, according to her sister, the relationship ended badly. Dan Fuchs, jump in. From what my understanding was, and, uh, and it actually is, that at the time she was trying to rekindle a relationship with an ex-boyfriend that had gone broke up very badly and he had a new studio apartment and i was told that he had an apartment in this building so that's the only reason why i could put her actually put her there uh given the history there was it was new year's eve a couple years ago when they were together that kind of went kind of a violent type thing and then they parted ways and from what my understanding was from her that she had called me on the telephone after her birthday and said she was back together with this with this uh with this person and because she told me she said well you might not like who i'm with because and i said well as long as you're okay and my grandson is okay and you're being treated good you're an adult you can be who you want to be with and she told me his name and i heard him in the background and so that was that's how that was moving along right there. And that wasn't very much prior to her disappearance. Uh, I spoke to the detective here in Mesquite yesterday uh, twice, and he is following every lead, every little tip that he can get. But so far, it's been nothing concrete enough to lead him to her. Again, the tip line, 972-285-6336. Please help us bring Denise Reyes home to her son. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. 
For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.